Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. This is the show that gets your week started off right. This is the show where the gospel is told and not sold, y'all. I hope and pray that you are having a very, very blessed week. Man, I am so happy to be with you guys on today because this show today is going to be very, very powerful and very, very impactful on today. And it's a very, very special show because of the fact of we are uh, doing this show from somewhere we have never done. This is something that is uh, a first time uh, ever. Um, This show is being done um, in San Diego, California. And we are here um, in the in the palm in one of the palm tree states, so we are enjoying ourselves here um, in San Diego, California. Uh, we're visiting uh, some of our family. Um, some of our, and yes, I know I understand. You might be saying, "Well, that's the that's California, you know, that's the place where the pandemic is." Well, um, the Lord has been blessing us. Uh, to keep, uh, he's been keeping us, um, he's been keeping uh, me um, and keeping my family. Um, I thank God for that. But today we are talking about a very, very phenomenal, phenomenal topic on today. We are talking about the topic, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yes, we are talking about the topic title of this topic is what do you want to be when you grow up and it sounds cliche it sounds cliche because you know you might have heard this uh topic and might have heard this uh title in school uh from a teacher or or somebody or you might have heard it from your own parents you might as a young child I, i know i've heard uh this uh cliche being told to me uh, asking me what do I want to be when I grow up and and um, able to tell the individual you know what I wanted to be and things like that but we are going to use this and we are taking this more on a more spiritual uh, topic today because there are a lot of people that do not know what they want to be and we have a lot of hidden gifts and a lot of hidden talents and we need to uh, see what we want to be for Christ, what we what we want to do for him, what does he want us to be for him. So we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into that. Um, when we uh, come back from this commercial break, I am so happy again to be with you guys on today. I know it's been a couple weeks uh, since we did the last show, but uh, bear with us. We are doing um, some things. We are getting some things together. So. Um, if you're uh, driving down the street, if you're driving home or whatever, make sure you, uh, you stay focused on your driving. Make sure you have your mask on too. And uh, make sure you have your necessities of uh, being safe. And if you're listening to me um, in your home, make sure you go off, get you, get you something to eat, drink or whatever. And then come on back and listen to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show uh, with your host, Adam Tuggle, on today. In Jesus' name. God bless you, and I will see you after this commercial break. God bless you in Jesus' name.
Praise the Lord, we are back live on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I am your host, Adam Tuggle, and this is the show to get your week started off right. This is the show where the gospel is told and not sold, y'all. Again, I'm so happy and so blessed to be with you guys on today. This is a, like I said uh, before the break, this is a very, very special show on today because we are um, doing this show uh, from what I like to call um, uh, one of the palm, one of the palm tree states. Uh, what I also like to call my home away from home. Uh, we are uh, doing this show from San Diego, California, on today, and so we want to uh, give uh, San Diego and uh, just give California their just due. In Jesus' name, we thank you for welcoming us. Uh, Opening up your, uh, opening up your uh, city to us in Jesus' name. Opening your city to the uh, to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show um, on today. So, uh, but on today, um, we want to uh, pay tribute first before we get started. Uh, we want to pay uh, tribute to a a very very great person. Um, uh, as everybody knows, um, that has uh, watched the news, um, we know that uh, we lost a great uh, leader in our in our um, political uh, arena, um, Representative John Lewis. Um, we want to uh, send our condolences uh, to his family and to uh, um, anybody in the Lewis family, uh, his wife, his children, um, his family members, friends, colleagues. We want to send from the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show, um, we want to send our condolences to uh, the Lewis family uh, in the loss of representative and uh, uh colleague, friend, family member, father, husband, uh, the representative of the uh, Congress, um, John Lewis. So we thank you, um, Mr. Lewis, for your service unto unto, uh, this great country, um, for the civil rights movement, your your, uh, accolades to the civil rights movement. We thank you. Uh, we thank his family for sharing uh, Mr. Lewis with us. Um, even though he's no longer with us, we still remember his uh, his uh, drive to want to bring um, rights to American people and making sure that every American has equal opportunities in the United States of America. So we thank you. Um, uh, Mr. Uh, John Lewis for giving us, um, for fighting for, for our freedoms in this uh, United States of America. In Jesus' name, we thank you. On today, we are talking about, um, we are talking about what do you want to be when you grow up? Now, this question is, you know, it could be a cliche. Um, We hear it 
uh, down. We, uh, if you're an adult, you probably heard it down through the years of your school life, preferably elementary school. We've been asked by teachers. We've been asked by our parents. What do you want to be when you grow up? And the thing is about this, what do you want to be? And we're going to use this on a spiritual note because the Lord has uh, given me um, this, that some of us have not reached our full potential in Christ and in where we need to be in life. And most of us are still um, in in a state where some of us are in a state where we don't know what we want. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what we want to be. We don't know. And, and we can even use this in a natural sense as well because some of us don't know what we want to do in life. And life can bring so many different opportunities to us, but we don't understand. We, we, some of us don't understand. Some of us don't know what we want to do. Um, I know in my, in my age, at, at the age that I'm at, um, you know, I'm uh, still exploring some things that I, that I might want to do. Um, there are some things that I have done in my life um, that, you know, that I've always wanted to do that as far as, for example, a little goal of mine was to be able to travel um, a little bit. And I've been able to do that. But I'm talking about the big things. I'm talking about um, what do you really, what is that main goal that you want to reach in your life? And I'm not just talking about on a natural sense. I'm talking about on a spiritual sense. Do you want to be able to do you want to grow up and be um, that spiritual giant? Do you want to grow up and be that spiritual uh, prayer warrior? Have you not reached that? And we have the word of God telling us that um, in in uh, 1 Corinthians um, that in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, in chapter 13, verse 11, it tells us and it reads, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I understood, I, 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 wait a minute, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now, this is a mindset type thing. We have to have the mindset of wanting to reach what God wants us to be at. Once we turn on the mindset of getting to where we need to go, because if it, most people in life, if it's too hard for us 
if we think if and I heard somebody say one time I heard and I believe it was uh, the uh, motivational speaker his name is Eric Thomas he said if it was easy everybody would do it if life was easy everybody would go through this life with on a flower bed of ease but there are some things in our lives that we must go through in life there are some things in our life that we're going to have to go through the hurdles to get to where we want to go and i know it's a future tense in this because when when you say what do i want to be when i grow up that whole sentence right there makes you think of a lot of things number one what do you want to be when you grow up you, that, that's a thought process. You have to think about, okay, what do I want to do in life? What do I want to do? What, do, what goals do I want to reach? Where do I want to be at in the next five to 10 years? And, and I know we said we're gonna take the spiritual too because there are a lot of people that want natural goals and they want natural, uh, they want to have a, a nice big house in the next five to 10 years want to have the nice fine car and they want to be uh, uh, married and they want to have the luxurious wedding and they want to have children and all this stuff but and that stuff is good but what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul we must concentrate and, and I say this we must concentrate more on the spiritual than the natural And if we're concentrating more on the natural than the spiritual, we're going, nine times out of ten, a person that concentrates more on the spirit, more on the natural stuff than the spiritual, nine times out of ten are going to self-destruct. And I don't use that, and I don't say that lightly. The reason why I say you could end up self-destructing because you're feeding more into the natural man than you are the spiritual man. And you're lacking, we're lacking the spiritual. Some of us, in the, in, when we see the spiritual, I've been there. I, I'm not telling you something that I've not lived. I've been there. We want a, a certain thing. We, we want a certain, a, whether it be a natural goal, a spiritual goal, whatever. We we see that goal. We see it. We, we see where we want to go. But we also see the hurdles that we have to go over. And we can't get comfortable where we are. My my pastor before my before my pastor uh, started, my pastor and my first lady started pastoring. Um they were wondering, okay, um, and they they told this story before that is it really the Lord telling us to to you know step out and you know start this or is it us? And they waited. And the one thing that the one thing that my pastor said um, that he heard was before he stepped out there and. Um, you know, the Lord blessed them with a church was 
uh, step out of your comfort zone. They kept hearing sermons about step out of your comfort zone. Sometimes life in general, even spiritually, our lives are not going to be easy. Spiritual walking in the in 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 walking in a spiritual lifestyle is not always going to be easy. You're going to have tests. You're going to have trials. You're going to have persecution. You're going to go through because if you didn't go through the tests and the trials of life, you wouldn't know how good God is in your life. Okay, so saying that, um, Lord, uh, and we can even use Jesus. We can even use Jesus. I'll even use Jesus right now. Before he went to the cross. Now, this is the natural side of him. This is the natural side of Jesus I'm talking about. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, um, if it be your will, Lord, let this cup pass from me. And the reason why he said that was because his flesh did not want to die. He knew what what torture and what what, what brutality he was going to go through before he went through it. He's God Almighty. He knew he knows everything. And he knew what he was going to have to face. And his fleshly side did not want to go through it. But you see the spiritual side speaking. He said, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. If it be your will, let this cup pass from me. We have to understand that in growing up in the Lord, growing up in Jesus, growing in him, we have to say, if it be your will, Lord, let me get to this place. Where do you and, and, and we have to we have to come to the realization that we can't always say what we want. We can't always request what we want. We have to put in the request of what the Lord wants for our lives. We have to ask the Lord, okay, Lord, do you want me to do this? Or do you want me to do that? Lord, do you want me to go here? Lord, do you want me to go there? Which way do you want? We have to understand that sometimes um, in prayer, like if you want a better prayer life, you can't just say, oh, Lord, I want a better prayer life and it's just going to happen. You have to get down on your knees and start praying. Amen. You have if you want a better fasting life, you have to start fasting. You have to push yourself. It's a press. The Bible says I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus. I press, which means I'm pushing myself into something greater. I'm not standing stagnant. I'm not standing in one place. I'm not standing in a comfortable place because it's so comfortable for me where I won't get hurt. You're going to get, you're going to have your bumps and your bruises through this life, through this road called life. But in those bumps and bruises, you have to know in the back of your mind, And in the back of my mind, I know that the Lord is going to be there throughout everything we go through. That's why I said, what do you want to be when you grow up? When we grow up, 
in him. This is not just the talking about naturally growing up. This is because there are some there. Let me let me just be let me just be real. There are some 40 year old people that have not grown up yet. There are some 50 year old people that have not grown up yet. They're still acting like kids. We see it all the time. We see it with and I hate to say it. No, I'm not. We see it with our with with our uh, United States government system. We see that. You may not like it, but we see it. We see it. Amen. When people don't get their way, they want to uh, throw fits and throw tantrums. They may not be on the floor throwing a tantrum, but they throwing a tantrum nonetheless. What do you want to be? Where do you see yourself? When you grow up, where do you see yourself? Write the, vi- the Bible says write the vision and make it plain. We have to write the vision. We have to see the vision and make it plain for us. But in that vision, we have to do what God wants us to do to get to where we need to go. Because without him, nothing is possible. But with him, all things are possible. Amen. In the book of Proverbs, I, Proverbs, uh, uh, Proverbs chapter twenty-two, verse number six, it states, um, "It says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, and when he is old, he will not." depart from it. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean, Adam? What do you mean? When you train a child, and this is not telling, this is not, you know, taking a whip and beating a child and say, go here and go there. This is not, not like talking to a dog. I'm not talking about like that. But you have to set the example for them. And this is talking about raising natural children. But this is also in a spiritual sense too. When you train yourself to pray more, when you press your way, when you press your way in prayer, when you press your way, I mean, and what do I mean by pressing my way in prayer? What do I mean by pressing my way in praise? What do I mean by pressing my way in fasting? When I don't feel like doing it, I still do it. When I don't feel like talking about the word of God, I still talk about it. When I don't feel like it's when those moments when you don't feel like it, when you're tired, when you're beat down, when, you're, when, you're, when you've been ridiculed, when you've been, when, when, when friends have turned away from you, when you're not feeling it, that's the best time to press yourself, press your way. Because if you, look, I'm going to say it like this. When you do unexpected things, you get unexpected results. I'm going to say that again. When a person does unexpected things, you get unexpected results. Okay? When you do uh, uh, extreme things, you get an extreme result. If you're doing, if it, look, if you're doing the same thing, 
every day trying to get different results by doing the same thing you're not going to get different results you're going to get the same result with the same thing like somebody that wants to uh, for example if you want to stop doing something you can't look you have to change the pattern if you want to say say a person wants to stop stop smoking you can't hang around somebody that's smoking it's it's, it's crazy if you want to stop smoking you have to hang around people that don't smoke you gotta you you gotta you you gotta uh it's just like you can't hang around the stuff that's trying to bring you down you can't do the same you you can't do the same old stuff to get different results you got to do new things to get new results and that's the same thing about uh, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up when you grow when we grow up we and being and look growing up is not it's not just in height and age it's a mindset amen it's a mindset thing when you say the when when you answer the question what do you want to be when you grow up it is a mindset thing there's three things in the in the natural in the natural when you say what do you want to be when you grow up that's basically talking about what do you want to do with your life where do you see your life going what do you but if you say i want to be a basketball player well you're not just gonna be you 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 gotta practice you gotta train you gotta you, you gotta do a lot to be a basketball player because uh the, 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 and especially if you want to be great like like a kobe bryant or a lebron james or whatever or whoever You have to do, you have to put in the work to get to where you want to go when you, when, when you grow up. But there are people in life that take shortcuts. And shortcuts won't get you nowhere but to short results. If you have to take the long road to get to where you're going, Take the long road. If the Lord is leading you to take the long road, if you gotta wait, oh man, Lord Jesus. If you have to wait on your companion, wait on your companion. It's okay, you'll be all right. You'll be okay, you will be fine. It's okay, pray more, fast more. I'm speaking I'm speaking to the choir. Let me tell you. I'm speaking to myself. When you if you want that new car, you want that new house, uh and you got to wait for it. You better wait. Cuz you're going to mess yourself up. I'm telling you now. Don't put yourself off in debt trying to get a new car. Don't don't do that. Please don't do that. You want you 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 want uh uh you you want to grow in God, but you don't want to fast. What? 
Hello. If you fast, you last. If you pray, you stay. You want to be you you see people. Let me and let me say this. Let me let me let me let me break this down. There are a lot of people that are in the church. And I'm and I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut the church today. I'm gonna hit the church. Preachers. There are a lot of young preachers right now that see the glitz and the glamour of preaching and want to be preachers but don't know the t- but don't know the function of the title. Don't you know that you are held accountable even even worse than that saint that's out there listening to you that's sitting in the pew don't you know the 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 the, the judgment is so much stricter on preachers and pastors and evangelists and you want to be a big time evangelist because you don't seen it on tv the devil is a liar You better not want to get in the ministry because you see the glitz and the glamour. Don't do that. Please don't. Because you ain't doing nothing but hurting yourself. You see people with briefcases. And you see people with you see people with the towel. I don't know who I'm talking to. But I'm talking to somebody today. I'm talk as as my former pastor used to say, I'm talking to who I'm talking to. You see the glitz and the glamour and you see souls being saved and all of this. You better make sure that God has called you. Uh, before you get up, before you call yourself a preacher, you better make sure God has called you. And you better make sure, you better make sure that God has called you. Because if God ain't called you, and if the anointing has not been put on your life before you call, before you do it, you're going to have a major problem on your hands. You're going to have a major problem. You're going to have a major, major problem on your hands because this is... But we have to understand. We have to understand that when we grow up, we can't be on uh, the sincere milk of the Word of God in the Spirit. We have a lot of saved folks that are still on the sincere milk of the word of God and they don't want to eat the strong meat. Why have you been saved 20 and 30 and 40 years and you still on the sincere milk of the word of God? I don't understand. I don't understand that you still in your spiritual hubbies. I don't understand. I don't understand. You, you're dormant spiritually because you don't want to fast. You don't want to pray. Or you've been praying, you've been fasting, then you hang, hung out with somebody that ain't fasting, ain't praying, and you you see them in the pulpit or you see them leading praise service and they all, you know, just because you jump and shout don't make you, don't make you. Mm. Does not mean that you have all of what you had. If you don't work it, you'll lose it. Because, and look, you can hoop and holler and jump and shout, but it is the anointing that destroys the yoke. 
you can sing like Patti LaBelle, you can sing like uh, Aretha Franklin, but unless there is an anointing behind what you are doing, I don't know where, I don't know who I'm talking about. I don't know who I'm talking about today. But unless you have the anointing, because it is the anointing that that uh, breaks, that destroys the yoke. It is the anointing that breaks chains. It is the anointing that breaks depression. It is the anointing that breaks all of that. And unless you have that, you are like sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. Preacher, pastor, elder, deacon, minister, prophet, evangelist, teacher. If you ain't got, if you ain't got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, and if you ain't got no anointing on the inside of you, you might as well sit down. Because it's going to be hard. You want the title, but you don't want the function. You don't want to put in the work to, 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 to work your gift that God has given you or supposedly given you. Because we got some, we, we got some people that God ain't called them to preach. God ain't called them to preach. I'm just going to say it. God ain't called you. God ain't called you. You done called yourself. Oh, you done heard somebody say that you should be a preacher. So you're going to go over there and pick up a tablet and start preaching. No, that ain't. Or you done took a test that say that you're supposed to be a preacher. No, that ain't. Nope. You done went to some seminary school and now you done, you done passed that. Now you think you're ready to preach. Uh-uh. No. Don't you know ministry? And I don't know why I'm going here today because this was about growing up. Ministry is not about getting in a pulpit, preaching something, preaching a sermon all the time. Ministry, ministry, full minute, real ministry is not a, not just about the words that come out of your mouth and you hacking and hooping and hollering. It ain't about that. It ain't about that. It's about, it's about the anointing that touches lives. It's about the anointing that breaks the yoke. Amen. Cause I can minister. I can I, look. I can minister with my testimony. I don't need a pulpit to tell me. I, I don't need to be behind a pulpit to minister to somebody. I can go out in the streets and the highways and the byways and tell somebody my testimony and they get saved, and they could get saved. That's ministry. Going out to the shelters and ministering to folks. Going out to the prisons and ministering to folks. I don't know why I'm going here. But today, today is the day. We must understand that when we grow up mentally, there's a lot of people out there, both saint and sinner, that are not mentally ready to grow up. You have not grown up. And everybody's been asking you from your younger age up until now, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because you ain't grown up yet. The Lord has even asked you, when are you going to grow up? When are you going to stop? doing the childish things that you're doing. When are you going to stop hanging out there in the world and you know you need to be saved? 
When? When are you going to give up the world? Well, I'll give it up when I'm home. Look, let me tell you something. He wants to use you while you're young. He wants to use you while you're young, while you're youthful. I don't care what age bracket you're in. But while you're young and you out there living it up and partying it up and, and doing whatever you big or bad enough to do, the, the, the yes, and you might say, well, well, the Lord loves everybody and the Lord can use anybody he wants. Yes, he can, but he can't use you to the full function that he wants to because your life ain't right. If your life ain't right, if your life is raggedy, uh, you got a problem. You can be used all you want to. But if you, you can be a castaway. I don't want to live down here and talk about the Lord all my life and then become my, my own self, become a castaway. I miss the mark. I don't want that. I don't want that for anybody. Not me, not, not my wife, not my children, not my mother, not my father, not my sisters, not my brothers, my friends. Nobody. But we have to come to to the mindset we have to get into the mindset of Christ we and in getting into the mindset of Christ we have to understand that we must grow up in him in what he wants us to be in what he wants us to do we have not officially grown up yes you might officially grown up in age yes you might officially grown up in height but look, let me tell you something. There are still some weak people out there. You're weak. If you ain't grown up, and I don't mean growing up in the church neither, because there's a lot of people that grown up in the church that grown up in the church for years and still babies. I done said it before. You got on your spiritual huggies and you still ain't grown up yet. Eat the in my my my, my uh, co-pastor uh, gave a testimony one time of, of her and my former pastor and how she was down there praying how my how my uh, co-pastor was down there praying and this is before she became a uh, co-pastor and a first lady she was down there praying at the altar and my pastor came to her and sat next to her and said, eat the spinach. We have to learn how to eat the spiritual food that we don't like. We can't, we, we gotta learn how to eat the whole roll. We gotta learn how to eat everything on our plate. Not just the things that we like. We can't just take the word of God and take out what we, what we like. We gotta eat it all. To live this life, we gotta eat the spiritual carrots. We gotta eat the spinach. We gotta eat the eat the vegetables, eat the meat. Now, if you a baby in Christ, you're not gonna give a baby hard meat. You're not gonna give no baby no meat because they'll choke. They'll choke to death. And they have to have the sincere milk of the word of God. But when you have been saved for 10 to 15 to 20 years and you still drinking the sincere milk of the word of God you become stagnant 
I can't say you become stillborn, but you become stagnant in your walk with Christ. And then we have a lot of stagnant saints. We have a lot of stagnant people. We have people that that are in the world right now that that stop and, and look. These are two different two different types of people. Two different types of people. We have two different types of people. We have people in the church. We have people outside the church. We got people outside the church that will stop and start with Christ. And when things get hard, they ready to run. We got people like that in the church. When they when, when they've been saved for years. When they when times get hard, they ready to stop. When times go good, they ready to start back. Okay, all right, we can go at it again. The devil is a liar. You better stick to it. You better have some stick to itness. If that is a word, I just if it ain't a word, I just made it up today. We have to stick to what we know. And what we know, if you know that you know that you know, if you know this word will save you, if you know that you know that this word will protect you, if you know that you know that this word will guide you, stick to it. Press through it. You've been down before, get up. You've been out before, get up. It's just like a boxing match. You just not, look, never in my life have I ever seen a Floyd Mayweather, a Mike Tyson, a Muhammad Ali leave in the middle, leave out the ring in the middle of a fight. Never have I ever heard it or seen it. Where they just, oh, oh, well, I'm getting beat up, so I'm just going to leave out the ring. I'm just going to leave. They ain't leaving out no ring. They going to stand there and fight. We already did. We did a show. It, it, it's a fixed fight. It's a fixed fight. If you on the Lord's side, it's a fixed fight anyway. We just did a, we, we did a show. Uh, uh, the last show was titled, This Affliction is for my good. This affliction is for my good. This, what we do now, is for our good. Where we go now is for our good. What we go, it takes us where we need to go. So we can grow up. So we don't just have to be morally good people. I know I and, and you might say, well, morally good people is all right. You know, you don't have to just be morally good. You can be great in him. You can be great in yourself. You can stand firm to say, I, I got something on the inside of me that says I'm better than just 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 being morally good. Because I heard a sermon preached one time, morally good isn't good enough. Amen. We have to understand that when we find out in life what we want to be when we grow up, we have a goal. We have a we have a vision. Once we find out what we want to be spiritually, once God Let's us know what we should be spiritually, naturally. Once we find out 
what we want to be when we grow up, we have to tackle it. We have to go after it. We have to let make that be our our in the words of in the words of Bobby Boucher on the waterboard. That has to be our tackling fuel. That has to be our tackling fuel. That has to be our drive. That has to that has to drive us to get to where we need to go. What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want? What do you want? I don't care what it is. If it's spiritual and if it's in the will of God, make sure what you want and make sure what you need is in the will of God. Because if it's not in the will of God, it will destroy you. And I'm not talking, well, you might say, well, if it's in his permissive will, that's still in the will of God. No, it has to be in his divine will. Divine will. In his divine will. We have to make sure it's in his divine will that we have to have. And that we get what we get. Well, you might say, well, can you break that down for me? What, what do you mean by his permissive will and his divine will? His permissive will and his divine will are two totally different wills. His divine will says, yea and amen. His permissive will says, I really don't want you to have this, but I'm going to give it to you anyway because you keep asking me. And I'm going to let you, when you get done with it, I'm going to let you lay in your bed for a little bit to let you think about what you've done, what you got yourself into. Trust me, we've all been there. We've all been there. We all wish we did something that we wish we hadn't done. We're all, we've all been in places that we wish we hadn't went there. But we learned from that. And yes, if you, now, let me, let me share this with you. It's a mistake if you don't do it again. It's a mistake if you don't do it again. If you keep doing it, that's not a mistake. You might say, well, Adam, you can make mistake after mistake after mistake. The Lord will forgive you. Um, It's not a mistake if it's the same thing and you keep doing it. I'm just going to break it down to you. If it's the same thing and you keep going to God I repent, I repent, I repent. Yes, it's supposed to repent daily. Yes, we're covered, we're underneath the dispensation of grace. I understand that. But some people take God's grace for granted. Some people try to abuse the grace of God. And the Bible says, must we continue in sin that grace may abide? God forbid. Amen. What do you want to be when you grow up? Right now, we're going to go into a commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to finish this up and we're going to uh, uh, wrap this up and just think about it. During the commercial break, think about what you want to be when you grow up, spiritually and naturally. Maybe you haven't reached that goal yet, but think about it. Where do I want to be? Where do you see yourself? Because, yes, we know that the Lord is coming back, but the Bible also says, occupy until he comes. Is your works undone? Is there something that the Lord told you to do that you have not done yet? Is there 
couple of things that the Lord has told us to do that we have not done yet. Think about it. And come on back to the Summer Internet Radio Podcast Show with your host, Adam Tuggle. I'll be back with you for this commercial break. God bless you. I love you. In Jesus' name. God bless you. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is founder and pastor of Triumph in Faith Apostolic Church, William A. Tuggle III, 2950 North High School Road, here in the beautiful city of Indianapolis, Indiana. All are welcome to every service and any service that we have. Sunday school begins at 11.30 a.m. morning worship immediately following, where Jesus is the center of attraction. All are welcome to attend in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I am your host, Adam Tuggle, and this is the show that gets your week started off right. This is the show where the gospel is told and not told, y'all. Yes, we are back here on the show, and we have been talking about what do you want to do? And I love this topic because understand, and I want you to understand something, that we are blessed to be able to even get to where we are today, to be able to be where we are right now in life, spiritually and naturally. Um, we have God that has blessed us, and we should not take the keeping power for granted. We should not take His grace for granted. We should not take His blessings for granted. We should not take um, the saving power for granted. We should not take the Holy Ghost for granted. We should not take uh, being saved for granted. We should not take um, him wanting to save us for granted. The Bible says that he was that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Understand today that we must do. I understand that we have faith, but we must put Jesus work because the Bible clearly tells us that faith without works is dead. So I ask again, like you've heard throughout. The years of your life, from being uh, teenagers, uh, adults, whatever, whoever's listening to this, 
what do you want to be when you grow up? Have you grown up in some areas and haven't grown up in another area? Ask yourself, where can And it's not necessarily saying that you're acting like a child or you're or whatever. We could all use, we could all use growth in our lives. We have, we all could be improved. Every day, every day, we can learn something about ourselves that we need improvement every day. There might be some areas that, that, that we lack. There might be some areas that we're strong in, spiritually and naturally. So every day we can learn something about ourselves, but we need to take spiritual and natural checks of ourselves. Where am I? All this, all, all this episode is talking about where am I in my life, spiritually and naturally. We need to look at our lives and see what our lives are, spiritually and naturally. Are we spiritually dead? Are we spiritually alive? Are we naturally, emotionally, physically? Are we physically drained because of the issues of life? Are we letting things get to us mentally too much? Are we letting things stress us out too much where we're always tired and and out of breath and out of energy. We have to we have to look at stuff like that. What is it that keeps us in the state and the mentality that we're in? And once once we come to the mindset of knowing what what it is, we have to do something about it. We have to do something about it. We have to do something about it to change that. And it ain't gonna lie. Look, natural change, life-changing things, is not going to be in a drink. It's not going to be in a man or a woman. It's not gonna be in drugs. It's not gonna be in none of that. It's going to take mental. It's gonna have. You're gonna have to take mental evaluation. You and I have to press our way towards that, towards that growing up process. Even if it might look hard. Even if it might seem hard. But like, like I said before, um, just like uh, my, my, my good friend, uh, and I call him my good friend, I've never met him, but he, he is a friend of mine. Um, I, I, I consider people my friends that I've never met because they've helped me uh, through my life. Uh, Eric Thomas. He said it best. He, he, he said that if, it, if life was easy, everybody would do it. If it was easy, everybody would do it. One of my good friends said uh, to me at a young age, one of my, one of my childhood friends in, in middle school said, what looks good to you may not always be good for you. 
just because it looks good, just because the grass is greener on the other side does not mean that it's good. Lot's wife looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt and she's still there where she where uh where she stands at right now. All because she looked back. And when you go to that place, when you get to that place of knowing where you need to go, don't look back. Don't look when you have made up in your mind, I'm going forward, I'm going forward in Christ, I'm going forward in my life, I'm going forward in my education, I'm going forward in this or that. Look forward. Look to the hills from which cometh your help. Because your help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Don't look back. Like Lot did. She looked back at the city turn into a pillar of salt. By you looking back, you could be missing your blessing. What do you want to be when you grow up? I ask you to. I ask myself that all the time. What do I want to be? What do I want to be when I grow up? I haven't, I'm, I'm 32 years old. I still haven't grown up all the way. And I'm talking spiritually and naturally. There's still some growth that could happen in my life. I, I, I know, I know, I know for a certainty with me personally. And I, and I, I don't tell everything, but there's some things that I do share on this show uh, about me personally. I know for a certainty that there are some things I could change about me. There are some things that God needs to work on me on because I'm Adam. And I know when I'm Adam, um, I know I'm not being who I need to be. When I get, there's just something, my, 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 my family will tell you. My family will tell you sometime, hey, Adam, Adam, you need to get it together. Adam, you need to stop doing this. Adam, you need to stop doing that. Adam, I don't think you should do that. Adam, I don't think you should go here. Adam, I don't think you should go over there. But that's but that's the good part of life, learning every single day about yourself, about your life. I learn every single day. Like, and it's just like, it's just like me learning about, about my wife. I learn a lot on a day-to-day basis about my wife. I don't know everything about my wife. Yeah, we've been married for a short time, but I don't know everything about my wife. And I speak. Even if we're married for 50-something years, you don't know everything about yourself. It's a learning process. You learn every day when you're in a marriage. You learn every day. You learn something new every day. You should about you and your spouse and your marriage. I learned things, I even take it deeper than that. I learned things about my children every day. I learned things about my three boys every day. Their likes, their dislikes, 
what they tolerate, what they don't tolerate. Why are they why are they fighting one another? Why are they arguing with one another? I learn about them. And it teaches me about me being a father. It, I it's just like this, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna we we're wrapping up. But it's just like when you learn about something, you can't take um a certain um uh a certain thing and use it on a, on a different problem. Like if you have one problem and you have this certain solution for this problem, you can't take that, you may not be able to take that solution and use it on another problem. For example, for example, I got, you hear me say it all the time, I got three boys and all three of them are different. All three of them are different. I, I, kid you not you might think they're all the same but they're not i got three boys and they're all different age brackets one of them speaks their mind one of them speaks their mind and you and and they will speak their mind the other one the other one is free i mean they they don't they 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 are very, very independent. Very independent. And one of them is a little more needful. One of them, they need a little bit more help with. And I, and and me, me and my wife try to be there for them. But they're all different. We, I can't, I, I can't talk to my youngest son, my three-year-old. I can't talk to my three-year-old the way I talk to my nine-year-old. Amen? I, I can't do the same thing. Some things I can't give my three-year-old that I give my nine-year-old. Why? Because my nine-year-old is older. My nine-year-old is mentally mentally able to handle a little bit more than my three-year-old. I can't I, I can't talk to my my nine-year-old like I do my six-year-old. Amen. Because my six-year-old may not understand you. I can't talk to my three-year-old like I talk to my six-year-old. Or vice versa. It's different solutions for different issues. And that's what we have to understand. We have to learn ourselves. We have to learn that in some situations we can't do this. We can't use this solution for that. And you might say, well, well then I can I can do this and I can do that. I can I can I can sometimes I need to I need to uh, uh, drink a little bit just to ease calm my nerves, uh, baby, honey. Honey, baby, sugar darling, please let me help you. Let me help you. You don't need that to ease your nerves. The Bible says he'll keep your mind in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. You don't need weed to help you calm your nerves to deal with your children. Trust me. I haven't smoked a day in my life. And I don't need that to help me calm my nerves to deal with my children. 
know what I do? I pray. And it helps. When I don't feel, when my when my children get on my nerves, I start praying. I start pleading the blood over myself and my children. Hey, the blood of Jesus. Lord, you better get them. Lord, you better get them. But I love them. When I'm sometime, sometime when me, when me and my wife have a disagreement, I gotta plead the blood. I gotta pray. I gotta pray over myself. I pray over myself all the time. Even when I'm, even when it looks like I'm not praying, I'm praying over myself in my thoughts, praying that I don't say the wrong thing. I pray. I pray over myself constantly, constantly. And the one thing I love about I love about my wife is that my wife my wife knows me. My wife knows even I don't even have to tell the only person that really knows me other than my wife. Like like because the only person that knows me intimately is my wife. And that's the way it should be. But the one person that knows me and does not have to, does not, it can be on the phone with me. And I can sit there and say, I'm all right. Is there's three people that know me like that. That really, really know me like that. That know that, hey, um, and that's my, my father my mother's and my wife. Amen. Because and 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 you know what? I've gotten to know them so well that I can tell when I it, it, this is why I say you can learn a lot about yourself and you can learn a lot about people. There's always room for growth. This is why I'm saying this. I can tell when sometimes when my mother is going through. I can tell sometimes when my father is going through. I can tell when my when my wife is going through. I can even tell when my brothers and my sisters are going through. Because I'm close to them. I can tell sometimes when my coworkers are going through. I talked to one of my coworkers on my job and I was able to uh, you know, we were we, we were sitting there talking, and they was they was like, "Well, how did you know that?" Because number one, the spirit of the Lord lets me know. Second of all, you're very readable. <laughs> you're very readable. It shows. But that's what that's what learning does. That's what learning does. Amen. But. At the closing of all this, I hope that you uh, got something out of this. I hope that this has blessed you on today. Um, I pray that this that this uh, episode has blessed you on today. Where do you want to be? What do you want to be when you grow up? It's a question for everybody: adult, child, teenager, middle age, older. 
What do you want to be when you grow up? Spiritually and naturally, what do you want to be? I pray that this, like I said before, I pray that this has blessed you. Continue, continue, continue to be safe. Continue to be safe. Continue to be safe uh, during this pandemic. Um, we know that the spikes have gone up in certain cities. Certain cities um, are praying for the uh, state. Well, in certain states, the spike has gone up. I'm praying for, for uh, Florida, Texas, Arizona. I have family in all three states, so. I'm not just praying because I have family there, but I'm praying for everybody in all 50 states and everywhere that this uh, pandemic has, has uh, you know, taken um, something from us, whether it be someone's life or someone's job or whatever it might be. I pray that the Lord makes you whole. I pray that everybody is safe. Continue, like I said, uh, during the break. Continue to wear your masks. Continue to use your hand sanitizer. Continue to wear your gloves. Continue to be safe. Just because, just because, um, now it's now it's mandatory for you to go um, in to a store and have on a mask. So I'm I'm thankful for that. Uh, but just continue to wear your mask. Continue to be safe. And uh, pray for our children. I, I I'm saying this pray for our children around this country that are getting ready I know that they pushed back um, the the um, school dates in a couple of cities I know in the city of Indianapolis um, they have pushed back um, the uh, start date for school so and our our um, president wants wants the schools to reopen me personally I don't think that it's uh, uh, safe to open schools right now, uh, personally. Um, but um, if they do go back, pray for them. Pray for the ones that, whether they be in high school, middle school, or elementary school, they all need prayer. College, they all need prayer. I pray that I pray that the president and uh, the gov- our government official will come to their senses and not send these children back to school. They don't need to be going back right now. They do not. And pray with me that these children, that the, that, the, that our government system will get the mindset of not sending these children back to school, that they do not have to open uh, these schools yet. I really don't think the cities, the states should be open right now. I know some states are closing back up, like California. Um, some parts of California have closed up. But um, we're praying for you. Um, we're praying for everybody. I hope that you have a very, very blessed week. God bless you um, on this week in Jesus' name. And as it states in Acts 2 and 38, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And this is the only way to get into heaven. This is the only way see the Lord's face in peace in Jesus name God bless you I pray that you have a very very blessed rest of the week in Jesus name and until next time 
I love you. God bless you, each and every one of you. And like I said before, uh, we send our condolences again to the Lewis family, um, the loss and the passing of John, uh, Representative John Lewis. We love you all in Jesus' name. God bless you. And until next time, God love you in Jesus' name.